and welcome to the Happy Me Project podcast, the place where self-development doesn't have to be fancy and we take the bullshit out of positive mindset. My name is Holly Matthews and I'm a TEDx speaker, the founder of the Happy Me Project, a self-development coach and I'm the mom of two wonderful girls, Brooke and Texas. In today's show, we are discussing how to feel good about how you look. Now, the reason that I have started with this topic is because in the UK, we have been given this, I guess, this um, this date in the future, this utopia where everything will open up again and there will be restaurants and bars and clubs and people and chat. And June the 21st is this said date here in the UK. And with this has come a lot of fear surrounding the way that we look. And I have seen a lot of rhetoric online of people saying I need to get slim before June 21st. I've seen lots of quite funny memes, if I'm honest, about how everybody has put weight on and looks a bit rubbish and their their gray hairs are coming in and their Botox has worn off and everybody's feeling their acrylic nails aren't on and all of that stuff. All of the trappings of stuff that we do to, you know, create these versions of ourselves. We're not feeling ourselves right now. And I think a lot of people are talking about this. And it scares me that people are saying that they need to lose weight for this time because I know that this is a pretty unhealthy attitude towards ourselves. And the first thing that I think of when I see people talking about this in this way is that we can never berate ourselves into feeling good about ourselves. So as soon as we start going, I'm a hideous fat monster and I've put on all this pandemic podge and I should not be allowed out into the world. In fact, I've even heard women particularly saying that as the kids go back to school in the UK, it's been said that it will be the 8th. So we're into next week where kids will be heading back to school. I've heard mums on the school run saying they don't want to do the school run because they've put on weight and they've been hiding away and and calling themselves names, you know, talking about themselves in a really derogatory fashion. And truly, truly, we will never feel motivated when we are bullying ourselves and calling ourselves names in our heads. So we have to start by recognizing that no one has ever hated themselves into feeling good. It doesn't work that way. We can't bully ourselves into doing that. So we have to really start with, and I don't care how woo-woo and wishy-washy and spiritual um, sage the house this sounds, you've got to love yourself first right? You, you've got to start by being kind to yourself so that you can then get the motivation to perhaps do that exercise or eat that little bit better or whatever else that looks like. But it doesn't start with shouting at yourself and telling yourself you're a monster that can't leave the house. And can we just also address the fact that if you have put on weight during a global plague, mm, so what? So you put on weight? I mean, give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. I mean, there was nothing else to do but eat. 
So we were finding things to do and, and maybe we have picked up some bad habits. I don't make I'm certainly not immune from any of this either and perhaps we've seen some people online who have used this time to get really fit and that is absolutely the case for some people and some people haven't some people have comfort eaten and some people haven't done the exercise that they would once do or been as motivated and it's okay we are human beings and we have all collectively whatever way you've gone through this there has been such a shift we have all got through some stuff and if you're listening to this podcast you got through this and you're still here with us and that's you know that's more important i'm not saying that you haven't been you know you're unscathed i'm not saying there haven't haven't been some hardships along the way some of you have lost people some of you have gone through incredible difficulties and job losses and relationship breakups and all of this stuff has been heightened because it's been on a collective group fashion we've all felt this in in this collective way but you have to recognize that it's been a lot and if you put on a few pounds during that time does it really matter are we going to be that cruel to ourselves that we can't see that under the circumstances that it's okay right so that's where I want to start off and then I want to talk about what we can do to help ourselves to start feeling a bit better. So my tip number one in this is to consider the words that you use. I'm such a, a believer that our the linguistics, the words that we use, the way that we talk about ourselves, the way we talk about the world around us massively impacts the story that we create for ourselves, which in turn creates the life that we actually live. If we spend our time using words that make ourselves feel worse, we we use unkind words towards ourselves and our bodies and our physical appearance, then we are going to live that experience, that version of events. And what's interesting about the words that we say to ourselves is that often these words didn't come from us originally. Often these words, more often than not, these words came from somebody else. So I'm fairly confident that whatever negative things that you are saying to yourself, you're too fat, your skin isn't good, you've got bad teeth, whatever else, whatever your version of that is, I guarantee that somebody else said something similar to you at some point in your life. And you internalize that and you took on the mantle of bully. You took the reins and you went, okay, it's fine. That person's no longer saying those things, but I will. I'm going to keep going with that. And I know this from my own lived experience. I was talking about, I mean, I've been talking about uh, body image a lot this week. I was on BBC Radio this week discussing it. And um, and I've been talking about it and thinking about it because my theme of the week is body image and, and what we think about ourselves. And so I've been really unpicking my own stuff, which is fun, isn't it, when you do that. And I found a lot of things that really stirred up some old stories for me. You know, my stuff calls right, right back to when I first started out in the acting industry and I suddenly found myself in front of makeup artists for six months of the year where I was sat in a makeup artist chair, a makeup artist doing my face. Now, sometimes, and this isn't a a critique of makeup artists, sometimes they will comment on their work. You know, you, you become their canvas and you're their work of art. And so sometimes over those years, makeup artists would comment on how they were correcting my face. Now, this was in my really formative years, 11 to you know 19. And 
those years are where you are probably your most awkward in yourself because you're changing all the time and your body's doing different stuff and it's all dead awkward and stuff. And so I'm sat there in a makeup artist chair while they tell me that I have um, a Toby Jug jaw, that my skin isn't very nice, that um, my eyebrows are too bushy or well, when I shaved them off, I nearly, sh- I shaved half my eyebrows off um, during <laughs> during some of my filming. So they probably had rights to comment on, on that one. Um, it was, you know, early 2000s, 90s. We did some stuff with our eyebrows we all regret now. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of women that are listening to this that will fully concur with this. It was the time of pencil thin eyebrows. If you are a dark haired woman like me, you have bushy eyebrows naturally and we didn't want them. And now these days, the bushy eyebrows are in, furious, plucked them all out, had to get them microbladed back in, absolutely furious. And this was the time, right? So I'm sat in these makeup artist chairs and I can fully remember comments. And those comments, I carried with those with me for a long, long time. I became the person that said, oh, I've got a weird shaped face. I've got a big forehead. I've got bad skin. Long after my young teenage acne prone skin cleared itself up, which was actually not even very long. It's so interesting to look back, but we carry this stuff with us often. And so it's really important for you to have a little listen to the words that you say to yourself and consider, are these my words or are these somebody else's words that once made me feel bad? And then instead of, you know, moving forward from that, I took those words and I used them to continue that abuse of myself, to continue that barrage of making me feel rubbish. Really have a, have a listen to that this week, over the next week, and just consider what are the words I say to myself when I look in the mirror, when I get ready in the morning, when I put on those jeans, what are the words that I'm saying to myself in my head? And how are they helpful for me to me feeling good about myself? Perspective and looking back on things is often interesting as well. I was digging out some old photographs to um, pop on my social media this week and I found a photograph of my torso, just of my my stomach. And a friend of mine had asked me in, um, she was doing something for a cancer charity and she'd asked me to write on my stomach, trust your gut and post it on social media, whatever the hashtag was and for the charity. And every, you know, people were doing that. And I found this photograph of the time that I did it. And it was so weird because I looked at this photograph with my 2021 eyes at 36 and I looked at this photograph and this was taken probably about eight years ago and in this photograph I know that my headspace was that I looked fat that I could see stretch marks and now my my belly button looked different to how it had done before I had children and I felt really uncomfortable about sharing it and I looked at this photo this week and that was not what I saw. What I saw was a slim, healthy woman who I couldn't see the stretch marks, quite frankly. And it's it's crazy to me that that's the, the perception shift. And I'm sure that we can all understand that. We've probably got, you've probably got photographs in your house where you look back and you think, wow, you know, I, I looked so much fresher and younger or whatever the story is. And it made me really consider, what am I complaining about right now that in 10 years time, I'm going to want to slap myself for? Maybe you do a little fast forward into the future and just consider this because we're all so hard on ourselves all the time. You've been through some stuff. And if along the way, you've got a few bumps and bruises and stretch marks and a few wobbly bits, so what? You're here, 
you're listening to this podcast which tells me that you really care about your mindset or you've stumbled on it or somebody's made you listen to it either way you're here and you got through some stuff and I'm glad that you're here and I want you to feel good about yourself remember that your body is nobody else's business We see a lot of comments about people's physique online, whether it's celebrities or normal people, and people make a lot of comments. In fact, there was a photograph of, I think it was Kendall Jenner, I'm not amazingly up on the Kardashians and the the Jenners, Um, Kendall Jenner, who was looking very svelte. I mean, she's a model, she's a supermodel, right? She's probably about six foot of something. She's absolutely gorgeous. You know, she's super slim. And there was a photograph that went around. I don't know if it was airbrushed or not. I'm not sure at all, probably. And um, it went around and a lot of people were making comments. A lot of them were being really detrimental and really um, awful to Kendall Jenner as well. And I'm really not down for that, whether it's Kim Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, or anybody. I'm not down for that because we have to remember that those women are the product of the same stuff that we are. They look at the same stuff that we look at. They are as critical, if not more critical, because they're on a world stage of themselves. And so I certainly do not want it to be, well, you know, she's got all this money and so she should like that. It just, it turns us into resentful people and it doesn't make us feel good. But people's bodies are not our business. Your body is nobody else's business. It's not for them to comment on, nor judge. It isn't. And I read a lovely little thing the other day, which made me really consider something and I, you know I like the the quick hacks and the, the easy things to do and it was about that feeling when we get that feeling when we're following somebody online or we see somebody on the school run and they look incredible and there's sometimes part of us that feels a little bit of resentment or a little bit of jealousy or envy or whatever else we want to call it and we get into that space of thinking I don't know she looks prettier than me she's so much slimmer than me um and there's this kind of resentment and a, and a bit of self-hatred And the bullying voice in our head might spark up and start shouting at us and calling us names. So rather than when we do that, so if this happens to you, which it might over the next week, you see a Kendall Jenner online or in the street and you think, oh, she looks amazing. Comparison. I don't look amazing. She looks so skinny. I don't. You know, it's always the barometer, isn't it? I want you to shift that thought and I want you to change it to I wonder if she feels okay today. Maybe I'll compliment her. I wonder if she feels okay. Because when we do that, it puts us in a space of being the ally and focusing on something good, being the person that, you know, puts something good back out into the world. It shifts our mindset from a space of, I'm not good enough and victimhood. You know, this is, it's probably easier for her somehow or whatever else it is, but it's resentment. And it's not a good space in our heads to be there. So maybe we shift it and we, we wonder if she feels okay. I, wonder, I hope she's okay. I hope Kendall Jenner's okay. I do. She's got a lot of pressure on her. She's a young girl. She's got a lot of pressure on her to look a certain way, to perform in a certain way. And everybody's got a comment. Everybody's got something to say. And it's none of your business, my business, or anybody else's business but hers, and neither is your body. And if people have ever felt the need to offer up a comment on your body or how you look, it is none of their business, absolutely none. And I was in my Facebook group this week 
And I asked a few of the people in there how they felt about their bodies and that kind of thing. And there was a lot of interesting stories that came up, a lot of self-hatred, a lot of people really working through some stuff and really brave to share it with me in the group. And one of the ladies was talking about how some friends had commented some really negative things about her. And, and a discussion was had in the group about, listen, happy people, happy, confident people with high self-esteem do not berate and call other people names. They don't. They're not mean about other people. Confident people don't do that because there's no need to. When you feel secure in yourself, you don't feel the need to go around judging everybody else. You just don't. And so maybe when somebody does offer up their opinion, their unwarranted opinion, unasked for opinion, you just remind yourself in your mind that that person can't feel very good about themselves. And you shift it, shift the resentment, the anger, and the triggering, whatever else is going on, to that of pity. Where you're just saying, I just pity that person. I really hope they're all right. I wonder if she feels okay today. Because it doesn't seem like it, right? Because she's spending her time focusing on me. And don't offer your opinion on somebody else's body unless they've asked you categorically. Don't offer your opinions. It's not your business. And it's interesting, I was talking about the body positivity movement. And I've shared this before, that I think, unfortunately, the body positivity movement, which started out in a really good place as a space to support and, um, you know, support all shapes and sizes and to to really make sure that all shapes and sizes of, of women, I think it was mostly women, were catered for online, in magazines, in the press, and that we didn't just see one body type. And I think that's wonderful. And I'm all down for that. What unfortunately happened is that it kind of went again in this space of pitting women against each other. You know, it became, well, you know, size six women, size eight women, size 10 women, you know, they probably starve themselves and we were seen as less than. And I get, I'm a size six, I'm a small, I'm a UK size six, I'm a small person, I'm five foot one, I'm I'm a very small person, okay? I would say I'm slap bang in the middle of average when it comes to how healthy I eat, how much exercise I do. I'd move my body, I do exercise, I don't do loads. I also eat fairly well most of the time, but I also stuff biscuits in my face another half of the time. So I am just naturally a small human being. And yet throughout my life, I have had people comment on my body and think it's okay to comment on my body because I'm on the smaller end of the spectrum. And unfortunately, I think the body body positivity movement has slipped into that. And it's a shame because I'm fully an ally of all women and I support everybody knowing that as long as we are looking out, looking after ourselves and feeling good about ourselves and that's everything else, it's none of my business. In fact, there's a great, there's a great few lines in the song Most Girls by Haley somebody or other. Somebody's going to tell me this. I should have probably written it down, but you know, I just go with these podcasts. So the lyrics in this song are, you know, some days you feel so good in your own skin, but it's okay if you want to change the body that you came in because you look greatest when you feel like a damn queen. We're all just playing a game in a way trying to win at life. And I love this because it's so true. And it talks about how some girls feel good in their tiny dresses. Some girls feel good in their sweatpants. And it really is about that, right? It's about understanding that it's your choices. 
your life, your choices, your body, and it is not for anybody else to judge. And I don't judge people who've had plastic surgery to change things. I don't. I sometimes have Botox. It's not because I hate myself. I don't. I just like the fresh look of Botox. I like the fact it wears off. I, I like it. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed of taking care of my appearance in a way that feels good to me. Some days I'm in joggers, some days I'm dressed up. And as long as I feel good about how I look, it's nobody else's business. And it's the same for you. And when we love ourselves in that way, and we practice real self-care, then we can start to make kind choices for ourselves. So perhaps exercise is a kind choice right now for yourself. Or perhaps quite the opposite. Perhaps you've been over-exercising and using exercise as a punishment for yourself. In which case, maybe self-care is slowing down on the exercising. Everyone's just trying to feel good. Even those that you think look amazing, they might not feel amazing. The next thing to consider is that there are so many different versions of what beauty actually is. We get fed in the Western world one very specific type of beauty and it's nonsense. There are so many different versions and if we look at the world over culturally, there's so many different versions of what looks great and what people are attracted to. You know, if we look at many um, parts of Africa, many countries in Africa, you will find that being much bigger, being much heavier is seen as much more attractive. That makes sense, right? Because if you are bigger, if you aren't wave thin skinny, then it means that you eat well. And in a country where there's more poverty, that's definitely a, a better sign. Also, if you are bigger than, you're not skinny skinny, then you also probably are better off at making children, you know, from a primal sort of basic level. Makes sense. And here in the UK and, you know, certainly the Western world, there's this preoccupation on skinny being the only way and, and shrinking ourselves down. Shrink, shrink, shrink. If as long as you're shrinking, then you're okay. And it's such a bullshit story. And we, as men and women, because it's both of us together, have to start perpetuating this myth and we have to start fighting back. We have to start showcasing different bodies. Thankfully, we're starting to see it. Thankfully, we are starting to see influencers and people online showing different bodies and it feels less daunting. I don't think, you know, we could look at um, social media and the fakery of social media is all negative, but ultimately back in when I was growing up and younger in my teenage years I only really had magazines to compare myself to and those magazines were airbrushed and I didn't have normal bodies to to look at really other than my mom's you know and and the people the people directly around me but I didn't really see those bodies you know I didn't really see what they looked like and there was that was only a few people and a few versions of what beauty looked like and you almost become immune to people that you know and I didn't have access to that and right now you know if you're following the right things online that make you feel good and give you some diversity you can see all different manners of what beauty different versions of beauty and what I've learned over my 36 years is that what is in fashion in terms of what is seen as beautiful changes, just changes. When I was growing up, it was 90s glamour girls with the big fake boobs, blonde hair, tiny thin eyebrows, loads of bright makeup and everything, tiny clothes. And, you know, for somebody who was a tiny skinny human with very small boobs and brown hair and bushy eyebrows, like I didn't fit that. And so I felt like that was like, Oh, that's awful. As I've grown up, 
my style has come in a little bit more and no doubt I will go out of fashion again my style you know it's it things come in suddenly skinny girls with big big bums is in I finally come into my own guys I finally hit my peak before it was just a bit of an oddity now it's all fantastic and it's so funny how things change my dad used to talk about it in terms of fashion and he used to call it the fickle finger of fashion right? And he'd always say, things come back around in fashion, things come full circle. My dad was actually, and, and he, pro- he may well listen to this, my dad was actually very, really quite cool when he was younger, way cooler than me. He was a punk, and so was my mom, and they were just dead cool. They used to go all the, like, trendy, cool places in London where you, like, had to be a VIP to get in, and so you had to be just super cool. I've never been that cool ever. Um, so he was, you know, very much into fashion and stuff when, he's, when he was younger. I mean, these days, he sticks on a Gap hoodie and wears the same Gap hoodie over and over again so he's hardly got his finger on the pulse of fashion but he did used to talk about that and I think it's the same when it comes to our physical appearance there are certain looks that come into fashion for a while I mean look at the changing face of eyebrows over the years they have changed a lot and you know we've been being told of people recently that um, millennials and anybody older needs to start wearing a side part in skinny jeans apparently that's the thing and I will not be told that I have to take my skinny jeans off. If I want to wear skinny jeans, I wear skinny jeans. No one's going to tell me what to do. And it's just funny how things change. So we have to remember that there's many different versions of what beauty looks like. And beauty's in the eye of the beholder is a saying we've all heard for eternity and never really thought about it properly. People see beauty in different things. We know this. We all, we, we're attracted to different things. And the more that we can lean into our own beauty... And I know that some of you right now are going, I'm not attractive at all, not by any standards. I know that you are. And I want you to start from today, starting to consider how you can love yourself more, how you can start to embrace stuff rather than looking at the flaws that you see on your body, the perceived flaws as imperfections and flaws and mistakes and you wish they weren't there. Trying to see them less judgmentally being the observer an outside person looking in trying to fast forward till you're an old person and you're looking back at this body that you have right now where you know for a fact you're going to look back and go she looked fine she looked great he looked great they were all right you're going to do that try to be the observer rather than the critic all of the time you know I've got stretch marks in my stomach do I want them there not really no I didn't really want them there to be honest you know but if they weren't there, I wouldn't have made two amazing children in my stomach. And so they're there and they're part of the story. When my husband had brain cancer and had had two brain surgeries, he had this whopping great scar across his head. And when I, we, we talked about my stretch marks and me having a moan about them. And he, we, we laughed. We laughed after he had his surgery. Cause like, really, I cannot complain about some daft stretch marks in my stomach when my husband has literally had his head cut open and someone tinkering about in his brain and has a whopping great scar across his head. You know, it just changes your perspective slightly. So see what you can do this week towards being kinder to yourself. It's a process and you won't always win. There are going to be some days when you, you don't feel amazing and that's okay. But our job isn't to be happy all of the time or feel good all of the time it's to understand we're humans and we're a work in progress always and just to try to be kinder to ourselves today than we were yesterday and when that voice rears its ugly head just know that you don't always have to feel like that that it's not truth it's just some stuff that you've picked up 
I'm sending you loads and loads of love on this journey. I know it's not always easy. And thank you so much for watching the pod, listening, not watching, listening to the podcast. I hope you're not watching. Are you watching? I hope you're not. And that would be really weird and creepy. I will put some stuff on my YouTube about this as well, though. So you should go and hang out on my YouTube as well and the rest of my social media. And I will see you next week where our topic is choosing to challenge. It is International Women's Day next week. And so that is the theme. And so I will be talking about challenging ourselves in some way. I will see you then. To learn more about the Happy Me Project, my online courses, events, and one-on-one coaching, click the links below and get involved. Make sure to share this podcast, follow, subscribe, and tell me all of your learnings. I will catch you on the next episode. Stay safe. Peace.